0: Hello and welcome to the Twelfth House Tomfoolery podcast. I'm Tiffany. I'm here with my host Kate. Hello, and we're gonna do Jody Arias part
1: two, the doublé, the, dublet the doublé, troublé. Mm. Yes. Well, yes, 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 yes. Um, of course, my computer. Uh oh, my computer just froze. <laughs> Obviously, the like, second I think it's fine though. Yeah, no, it is okay. Mental breakdown. Um, yeah, crisis. Crisis averted. <laughs> crisis averted.
0: Oh my god. Exactly. Kate, did you catch the blood moon eclipse? The other
1: did day? I catch it? No, I did not watch it, but um, I certainly researched a lot about it, and I certainly am sure to be feeling its uh, reverberations for the next six months of my life. How about you?
0: Yeah, it was all right no, did you see it
1: kidding.
0: yeah i saw part of it i found this uh the well the thing i posted to the show page um that link had literally everything you could think of it's like is it in penumbrant or umbra like what's this is it a hundred percent what's the saturation add everything yeah yeah, everything. yeah yeah
1: those are
0: so if you like all facts
1: things. boom very sexy. Yeah, and eclipses also come in uh series, their Saros series. So they mm. each eclipse um goes back like oh, I, I can't remember how many years, but thousands of years. And it's like an ongoing story that just like keeps keeps coming up whenever that whenever the sorrow series comes up again. And you can look up your like your prenatal eclipse is like your pre-birth eclipse and it like starts the story of your life. And you can go back and look up and see like what sorrow series number it is. There's some good ones. There's some bad ones. I've done a lot of research into mine. It's really wild. Eclipses are, are truly crazy. They really are. They really bring in um, new, new energy. That's for sure. They, they Sure is something. This- it sure is something, and that was it a total sure something. That was a total lunar. Yes. So that's a – it's a big boy. She's a beauty. Big boy. She's grace. She'll in kick you Taurus. in the face. Yeah, right. And Taurus squaring down Scorpio could not have – well, you can have two more opposite energies. Anything across from its own opposite energy is, is quite different, but Taurus and Scorpio are – very different. Very, very different. So it'll be interesting to see how this, uh, to see how this shakes out, this eclipse.
0: We'll see. Pretty much. We'll see. My entire attitude the rest of the
1: year. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm quite worried about it because Taurus rules my, my eighth house, which is traditionally ruled by Scorpio. But the eighth house is a dubious place. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot. It's a lot. Of it's everything. a lot. <sighs> it is. But the pictures look really cool. The, the pictures oh, yeah. that I saw looks really cool. I,
0: I'm like a big, huge mega fan of the moon. So anything and everything
1: sounds great to me. I'm a big mega moon fan too. I like the moon a lot. Did we ever figure out what phase of the moon you were born under? Did we talk about that? I think it was a waning crescent.
0: No, let me look. I actually do know because it's on my Stardust app, which is the app that tracks my cycle with the moon.
1: Yes. Love well, h- we've discussed you and I. Uh, both yeah, months. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we both sync up at different times. But yeah, <laughs> I'm a red. We witch, both-
0: if anyone wants to figure out what that means,
1: <laughs> I'm a I don't know what I would be. I'm
0: a no, I sent it um, to you. You're white. A white witch? Because we because we're literally swapped. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Kate's yeah. Kate and I are two halves of a whole idiot, you guys.
1: Yeah. Menstruating <laughs> idiot.
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Two the born born full under... cycle.
0: <laughs> oh the whole yeah. cycle. I was born under a waning uh, crescent moon, actually. I
1: believe that's the same as we've had this conversation. Um but is that right before the new moon? I is it balsamic? There's different words for it. I don't know. I'm not totally certain. Yeah, yeah, me too. Waiting crescent. It's balsamic. Yeah, yeah, we both are. It's like when the dark when the moon is dark right before the new moon. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense that we have the same moon phase. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's a hard one to have, um, but it's good. It's a good. It's good. It's just, it just makes you very intuitive for sure so
0: yeah on my app it says born under the waning crescent moon waning crescent babies are introspective psychic and Mm. confident your purpose is to use your gifts of pre-science to build a secure and sustainable future
1: Mm, see but are you waning crescent Mm. that's interesting because if it's yeah, I guess it's kinda of, it's kinda of that. But it's it's more about like surrender, because it's it's before the new moon. We're not really here to build new things. We're more here to like w- we can be like visionary beyond our time, but we're like displaced from the current uh like status of things because we're in the dark. We're in the period that like no one sees right before the new comes on. Like waning waxing crescent after the new moon is very much about building new stuff, but Interesting. Look, that's
0: just what the app says. If you've got beef, you're gonna have to take that. To that. <laughs> you're gonna have to take that to the app store. <laughs> no,
1: I know that's that's my fucking Virgo and my Sagittarius, stellium talking because I'm like, mm, no, we gotta be nitpicky. Well, actually, I gotta be right. Yeah. Well, actually, is such actually. a Virgo. Actually, actually is yes. Virgo and Sagittarians always have to think they're right. And I've got a Sagittarius stellium. but balsamic moon is is very much about surrender that much oh mm-hmm. gross i'm burping i'm burping because i got um <laughs> because i got how gross my i bud light seltzer apple slices <laughs> what? It's, it's a whole yeah no apple it's slices slice... mm-hmm. it's a whole variety pack of like different apple flavored <laughs> they're they're gross i mean they're pretty i'm, gross. Gross. I'm drinking <laughs> them yeah yeah
0: no better than my uh, cup of vodka after watching the live results of a certain election. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes you just got to have a cup of vodka. That's, sometimes sometimes you're just, you just... You see something and you're like, wow, you know what sounds great? A cup of vodka. Let's yeah. see if this fixes my Oh, mood. God, I
1: can't even... That just, like, gave me a, <laughs> a chill. Because I, I, I hate... Vo- like Vodka's really hard for me because I drank a lot of, like, warm, gross vodka oh. in college. So it, like... It just – that really, like, gave me a guttural response. Cup of vodka. So
0: that would be one of your torture house things they'd do to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He'd ask what are your greatest fears, and I'd be like, hey, hey, we're doing Burnett's, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right, right. Georgie, (sighs) Georgie Barton's – oh, God – oh god and we used to in college we thought we were so smart we would buy like you know the fucking jug of vodka for 10 bucks yes. and then we put it through the brita we were like oh we're <laughs> devil filtering it
0: yeah i'm somewhat of a science science yeah myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i know a bit about
0: chemistry oh that's my god i could just see, what see what that I willem Defoe meme i'm dying
1: me too me too he's, and that's exactly- so awesome I know. I love him. That's exactly who we were in college. So such, such idiots. Such idiots. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. And the the stuff we used to mix it with, we would mix it with like cool. I'm about to cassettes. win this contest. What contest? I'm about to win this gross contest. Okay. So when we were
0: baby 20, 19 year olds, and we would yeah. underage drink, underage drink
1: we would underage drink
0: i gotta whisper it sometimes my godparents listen to the show
1: So anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a um, drink before the
0: eve of my 21st anyway, what can i say yeah. shh, shh, shh. we didn't know yeah. and this guy my old boss one of my old bosses had said like oh white russians are good so we would buy vodka and kalua and a couple oh. gallons of milk and have people over and we were just pounding white russians
1: because oh, that's I all that. we knew okay. how
0: to make so, yeah, I, but the problem is, is you ran out of vodka first and then all you had left was a ton of cocoa. And
1: milk. Ugh. God. <laughs> gross. Gross. Yeah. I went through a big phase. I think I've talked about this on the show before. I can't remember. Maybe this wasn't a personal conversation with you, but I went through a, a big phase where I would order grasshoppers. Do you know what a grasshopper is? <sighs> is a I don't even remember what it is, but it's like creme de menthe, creme yes. de cocoa. And, like, I don't know, vodka. I mean, it tastes like a, like a Girl Scout cookie, but, like, it's so gross, right? The like, worst. So, <laughs> the worst. And I used to, like, slug them. And there was this bar oh across God. from the theater, which was, like, an actual, like, adult restaurant. But they would serve the theater Just kids. drink rumplements, like a real
0: alcoholic. Well, what
1: the fuck? Don't worry. I, I drank that, too. But I was there one night, and they were doing, like, a whoever has the highest bar tab wins this Yingling T-shirt. Which, like, for me, you know, like, <laughs> any... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any dopamine though. I was like, I need that fucking T-shirt. So I crushed. like, I need that T-shirt more than I need to breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was college. You know, I did not have very much money, and these drinks. This was at like a regular bar, so the drinks were, I, I mean, not expensive. This is like 2003 in Syracuse, but they were expensive for my college budget. And I got like seven of them. I won the Yingling T-shirt, but I also was like throwing up creme de menthe for like three days, and like <laughs> couldn't afford to eat. For like two and weeks, because I used to eat. my like, yeah, I used my like ramen money on on <laughs> grasshoppers. a bazillion grasshoppers. I got to I, I, I would love to say that I've like learned my lesson, but I don't know that I have to be honest. <laughs> i do to the outside. list of weird
0: shit we have to do when you're here. Drink a
1: grasshopper. to <laughs> chug grasshoppers? No, thank you.
0: No one one grasshopper just so I can yeah. know what the hell you're talking about. And then they taste never good. Again. I mean.
1: They taste like a Girl Scout cookie. Like, it's like a fun shot. I mean, I wouldn't take one now, but like in college, like, you could take a shot or something. But I would not recommend it chugging multiple multiple. I don't like now. mint that much either.
0: So this just sounds hella gross.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, not the drink for you. Not the drink for no. you. Not the drink for anyone, really. But Even Starbucks it was the, drink the for peppermint
0: me- mochas come out. I'm like, no, thank you. I oh, I like love that. the peppermint mocha. I do. Yeah. No, thanks. I'll pass. No. I, I know, know that's that, heresy, I, but sorry. Don't like it.
1: I got my first frou-frou Starbucks the other day. I got like a chestnut. Ooh.
0: chestnut. Praline. Oh, the chestnut
1: praline? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was like 800 that's delightful. calories. Oh my god. It was. Calories. I know. It was delightful. I only get like two of them a year, so I got my first one. Nice. One more left. One more before I have to <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go to jail. I only got one pumpkin
0: cream cold brew this year. I'm shocked at myself. I didn't even think I got one.
1: I got... Normally I mainline those. Yeah, it's a little too much for me. I really, like, I'm not a sweet... No, it's good. I think we've had this conversation too. But, like, if I'm (laughs) drinking a sweet coffee, I want it to be like a dessert. Like, I'm either having, like, a sweet coffee and it's, like, a dessert treat or like when I'm just drinking normal coffee, which is ninety nine times out of hundred, I just want yeah. it iced with like cream and I don't want any cream, sweetness. cream or oat milk or something, not skim milk, something other than that. <laughs> I do. I hate skim milk. Specifically, <laughs> don't bring that. No, shit I do. Me. I have skim milk. What's the point? It's like it's like milky water. It's so gross. Like ew. Just don't. <laughs> Sorry, I have put, an issue.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna put one out on your pillow like a mint when you come stay.
1: Here. <laughs> Don't fucking do it. Skim milk? No, I'll be out of yes. there so fast. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> I have a, uh, a personal issue with skim. I just think it's so fucking dumb. Like, why two phobias why? in one night? They're yeah, you up. they're gonna tear you up. But I'm serious. I would love place. someone to answer that question. If you like skim milk, why? Why? I just want to know why. Why? It's just milky water. Like just <laughs> either skip it or or have real milk. What is so? This milky- anyone that listens to the show is a
0: skim milk head. <laughs> yes, skim milk <laughs> head, <babe. laughs> I know that'll make fun of you. You need yeah. to email us at twelfth house tomfoolery at gmail, or better yet, yeah. go to the Instagram and just slide in those DMs, and you can let Kate yeah. have it
1: for the slim milk slam. Oh, milk. and I'll let you have it back. because Skim <laughs> milk. This is. I will die on this fucking hill. Uh-uh. It's so. It is milk water, and who the fuck wants? Make up your mind. Do you want milk or do you want water? I'm cool with either one, but not but milk not water. both not both no like what even is skim milk just milk cut with water because i think it probably is hold on hey, right siri, what, what else is could skim it be milk hold on milk cut with
0: water hey Siri, Didn't answer Here's- what is s- skim milk
1: <laughs> see Here's siri doesn't want
0: oh. yeah hold your tongue Skimmed Sorry. milk or skim milk is made when all of the milk fat is removed from the whole milk. And it yeah. tends to contain around 0.1% fat.
1: Yeah, it's it's milk water. So you it's just just all water- the milk out of the milk. Yeah. God, see, I hate it. See, even Siri didn't want to talk about it. She was like, no, I'll talk about anything, but not this. Not this. Kate wants skim milk added to war crimes. I do. Yeah, it needs to be in the fucking... Geneva Convention. <laughs> Yeah, Geneva Convention. Yeah. (laughs) You
0: can't waterboard and you can't give anyone skim milk. Skim milk. It's cruel and unusual punishment. It is. It's just No carpet bombing, no low fat milk. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. Water milk. Get out of here. Get the (laughs) fuck out of (laughs) here. Okay. All right. Well that was my that was my uh yeah. Um,
0: before the show. I wonder what we'll we'll gab about. I'm like, oh, I'm sure it'll be
1: something good.
0: Definitely yeah. not skim milk.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely not a 10-minute tangent about skim milk. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I'm oh, serious. Uh, if anyone wants to debate me on this, I am, <laughs> I am happy to debate it. because I mean, go, I just go need... to the
0: Facebook page, and then y'all can let it unfold in front of everyone
1: and be judged oh, yeah, by your peers. I will. When I get it. off of that, I'm going to post yeah. on the page. I want to hear... I want people who <laughs> who actively and with pride drink skim milk. I want them to show themselves. I want them to. I want to feel their shame. I want to. I want to just. I need to know the monsters among us. So, if you're <laughs> drinking skim milk, I need to know. I do. You thought
0: we but were speaking, getting part too, but we. Yeah, no. We really, speaking this of monsters, was some propaganda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really just an anti-milk campaign. Anti-water um, milk. Yeah. Anti-water milk. Um, no. Speaking of monsters and part two, yes, let's get into it. So we're just gonna do a couple of fast, interesting facts um, about the astrology uh, of Jody, mostly Jody and um, Jody and Travis, and a couple of just interesting points. Um, this is a a longer hole in vortex that I'm going to talk about, but it, it, I just, it's going to be me just trying to explain things for hours unless I streamline it, mainline it, and just give some like interesting facts that are pretty crazy as opposed to getting into all of the transits and all that kind of stuff. Sound good? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. So just a couple of fast facts about Jody's astrology, Jody and Travis. So our girl, Jody. Jody's a little weird, <laughs> a little quirky. <laughs> oh, he still cracks me up. A little weird. Yeah. A, little, a little weird. Um, so yeah, so Jody has, has, has quite the chart. And I did some looking up to see what kind of fixed stars she has popping off in her chart, which we talked about very shortly with, I think, Dahmer, because he has in that, yeah. um, Dark Star. That was practice. Dark Star. Episode.
0: Yeah. Dark Star. Well, Dark Star,
1: Al Gore. That you thought was Al Al Gore. <laughs> hey, I said I was I look, starting from zero. I know we're I'm on Al, Al Gore's internet. I, we are on Al Gore's internet, and I feel like Al Gore comes up in like at least seventy percent of these podcasts, which is really funny. <laughs> can, can we get Al Gore on here?
0: Now we don't even need six degrees
1: of Kevin Bacon. We're just going
0: to do six podcasts of
1: <laughs> Al Gore. Of, of Al Gore. I feel yeah. like I know I like Al Gore, but I do feel like Al Gore probably drinks skim milk. That seems like a thing Al Gore would do.
0: Yeah, since um, he's a robot.
1: The guy's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Will Man Bear Pig? I
0: love Al- I love dairy milks drink skim
1: milk. You're like, hey oh, okay, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. I'm on to you. I know. I know what you're up to, Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Um yeah okay so jody uh yeah i looked up some some of the fixed stars that that jody's got uh in her chart and I, I hesitate in saying this because like if anyone does feel the need after hearing about fixed stars to go look up the fixed stars in their charts um i've done a lot a lot of reading about fixed stars and they can they can go one of two ways. And sometimes if you look at all, depending on your chart, if you look at your fixed stars, it can it can make it seem like you have a chart destined for terrible, terrible things. Cause there's are there are quite a few negative ones, but there's quite a few positive too, but it's just something that like is not good to research on your own. Like you can get a fixed star report from one of the websites, anything like that. But I would not suggest that you go looking this up on your own because it's it, you can look at it and be like, holy shit. Like my life is <laughs> this is terrible. Not always, but sometimes it's just something you should get an actual report on. I made that mistake myself before. Um, but hers actually are quite bad. Hers are, hers are really intense and actually in really bad ones. So, um, to start off, Jody has a couple of, uh, Outstanding things in her chart that that stand out. She has her Mars conjunct Saturn in Virgo. Calm down. Uh You know how I feel about Virgo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she does. So that Mars conjunct Saturn is is a tough conjunction to have. When you have a conjunction, it kind of blends uh, the two energies of the planet. And Mars is uh like our passion our sexuality our energy and saturn is is restriction and kind of keeping a tight eye on things karma yeah so having those conjunct can kind of come off as it ramps up your sexuality it makes you a very very sexual uh human which i think we can all agree jody the little sex dumpling certainly was <laughs> yeah uh, it can make you very into BDSM, which I certainly don't know if she definitely was, but given all the, you know, rainforest Man, cafe yeah. <laughs> fantasies, <Ooh. laughs> but definitely the, you know, chase me around the forest and yeah. eat me alive, that kind of thing. But BDSM to to even a more, you know, there's plenty of people that are like, oh, I like a little pleasure and a little pain. I like a little like power, you know, structure. Plenty of people that that mess around with that. But when you have Mars conjunct Saturn, it can be like a, a more ramped up version, a more intense version of, of BDSM where you're like really, you know, pushing some, <laughs> which, which nothing, you know, nothing against that, but like the more intense kind of a, a version of it. Um, yeah. And there can be a lot of frustration outside of the sexual realm in expressing your anger that can get really pent up. That's like restricted by Saturn. That then can turn into nastiness. That is fueled by Mars, which is passion, impulsiveness, anger. So she has that in her natal chart, which I certainly think <laughs> was was expressed. And her Saturn is at 22 degrees Virgo. All of the 22nd degrees of any sign um, are known as the most difficult degree. Of, of any of them. It's a master number, it's the master builder, mm-hmm. but it also is known as the kill or be killed degree, um, which doesn't, it- obviously in, in this particular <laughs> um, situation, it is actually dealing with like kill or be killed. Yeah. And a lot of like, it pops up in a lot of like assassins charts, a lot of things like that. But it, of course, it does not always mean actually physically killing someone or be killed, but it can put this like do or die uh, stress on the planet that it has, where it's basically like either you got to do it or something's going to be done to you. It's a very intense, intense degree. Um, And she's got her Saturn there conjunct uh, star Denebola, which is kind of a blending of the energies of Saturn and Venus. Um, But the meaning of that star is like very immoral Shameless, revolting, sorrows and love, mean, slovenly. It's the tail of the lion. It's because it's like technically right at the end of of the Leo constellation. But given where Earth is and like where the planets, it it shows up as in Virgo. But it has major catastrophes associated with it, uh, triggered by it, if anything goes past it. And it can denote serious mental health issues, which I think we also can agree Jody, Jody had, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then her Mars is at 29 degrees Virgo, which is an anoretic degree. The 29th degree of any sign is known as an anoretic degree, which means a faded degree. It's the also the degree of like Kali, the destroyer. It's right at the mm-hmm. end of a sign. So it's like Whatever is there is is trying to master the sign before popping into the next one. And if it shows up, and this is for your natal chart, it is just, it's a, it's a faded, it's a faded degree. It means whatever planet associated with it is going to play a huge role in your life. It's an issue, a karmic issue you're going to have to deal with. And 29 Virgo, and- I also have, yeah, well, this is really fascinating to me. Um, I also have this degree in my chart, so I've done quite- a bit of um, research about this degree it's 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 connected to the, what is called the super galactic center um m87 is the actual constellation that it's in and this is this is another one of those science not astrology things i mean i'll get into the astrology of it but it's like the super 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 massive black hole it's outside of our uh galaxy uh-huh. um since we were born and jody was born it is ticked into libra it's now at 0 degrees libra but it is this degree that speaks to a like massive desire and um attraction to finding something that will like complete you that depends on what planet it is like my mercury is there like i constantly need more knowledge i'm like a voracious endless I need more knowledge, need more knowledge, need more knowledge. Mars deals with sex, passion. And when this degree switched over into Libra, not some – Are you <laughs> boom, chicka, boom, boom? Yeah. When it switched over into Libra, now what that place on the Zodiac is is uh, kind of associated with is these people that like desperately want to find something to complete – like, find, like, a soulmate or find, like, um, because Libra is a relationship. Granted, it was not in Libra when she had it, but in a progress chart, it, it would go to there. And, like, it's her Mars, which is, like, sex. So this, like, strong desire to, like, find something to complete her, to, like, complete and through sex, which just I thought was really fascinating because she did certainly have that um, compulsion. But that's really something fascinating. If you yeah. want to read about that, the supergalactic center and how it how it affects. Um, as I said, it's a little bit different for her because it was still in Virgo. But it is this like this crazy point on the zodiac that insists that one becomes complete with with self, or else find destruction in trying to complete through others. Uh, yeah. So her Saturn also. Um, which was with that dark star Denubla, also on the other side of it uh, had star Wasat, which is disgrace, ruin, calamity, violence, malevolence, and destructiveness. So she's got Saturn mm. in between these two stars, which, uh, you know, she certainly acted out upon. Um, she also has her sun conjunct her Mercury. In um, cancer, which can lead to people who are very unafflicted by others, they have a very uh, solid sense of self, whether good or bad. They are just—they very much are. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Um, they also do not accept circumstances unless they will serve them. So they're very much like, no. If this isn't serving me, if this is not the truth that I want, like it's just not gonna—it's not gonna play with me. Which definitely her right like she lies she makes shit up all the time um so yeah and then uh she also has and this is really really fascinating her pluto at uh 19 degrees libra um which is relationships and her Black Moon Lilith. Do you know about Black Moon Lilith? I feel like you'd be really into Black Moon Lilith.
0: I think you mentioned it once, but why don't you tell the people about Black Moon Lilith?
1: It's um it it is basically like female Mars. Um Black Moon Lilith is like all that aggression that warrior energy of Mars but the female side of it. Um so the more uh there's like a little bit more compassion to it but also a little more ruthlessness honestly like if you think about feminine energy like feminine energy is technically the negative the polarity the like receptive but it will fight it'll be a little more menacing and manipulative than like actual mars um Mm. but it is very much it's like very pro feminine energy but it's also it's like the like the dark warrior-esque kind of archetype yeah um and her lilith is conjunct her pluto 1842 is her Lilith. 190 is her Libra. So they're about as conjunct as can be, just a couple of seconds apart, um, which is an intense thing to have because Pluto is the planet of death, destruction, yeah. um, transformation. And then she's got her her Lilith right there on top of it. So her ascendant and Travis's ascendant are conjunct. They both have ascendants in Taurus. If you meet somebody that has the same ascendant to you, mm-hmm. they're a couple degrees apart, but basically the same. Um, it can like draw. It's like a magnetic drawing to each other because the mask that you wear is, is is similar. So they were immediately drawn to each other, right? And had this like kickoff great kind of a, a thing that clearly did not last long because that's ascendant meeting ascendant. Your ascendant is not like the true you. It's how you come off. Um, Travis's north node is nineteen degrees Libra. So Travis's north node which is your karmic destiny point. It is where your life is headed. It's your life's purpose. 19 degrees Libra is Jody's Pluto, death, destruction, and Lilith, which is like fighting for dark warrioress, is directly yeah. conjunct his karmic destiny point, which blew my mind. Like that is truly crazy. So So Travis's karmic destiny is, is quite literally to be killed by Jodi Aries. <laughs> like to, to be killed by her, her yeah. Lilith and her Pluto smack dab on, on top of it, which is like really, really crazy. Yeah. So this is, this is where it gets a little more complicated. So I'm I'm just going to try and shoot out a couple quick little facts and, and hope it makes sense because this is some more like intense astrology stuff. But the day he dies, uh, Mercury is in retrograde at 18 degrees Gemini, trining, trining that his north node, her Pluto, and um, her uh, Lilith. So making that conversation a lot easier. Mercury is in the eighth house of death, transformation, and uh, death <laughs> and sex, too. The Ascendant is 18 degrees Scorpio. So we have got 18, 18, 18. So many 18s. 18 is also the second hard. 20, 22 is the hardest. Kill or be killed. 18 is the second hardest degree. It's like a very... Um, it can bring about uh, lots of like... Uh, not tragedy. Well, sometimes tragedy. But like it's like crisis. It's a crisis point. Uh,
0: gotcha.
1: Um, so the Ascendant ruled by Pluto is 18 degrees we've got at mercury trining it trining that that moment and uh yeah i i think i think this is all i can get into as far as like i i think it's gonna get way too confusing if i if i go into it more Mm -hmm. is this making sense to you or is it does it just sound like i'm talking nonsense
0: no i mean certain parts do and some stuff is just a little complicated for me but
1: again yeah so that's why i don't want to get it like <laughs> yeah, cuz that's like the that's like the most um kind of to the point. The yeah. rest of it gets into like a lot of like transits and a lot of crazy stuff. Uh but also this is really interesting. The the part of fortune was a part of fortune for that day was was 26 degrees Sagittarius, which is that the galactic center. So that's really interesting. But yeah, so just a couple little fast facts that I find find really interesting. If anyone is actually interested in like knowing more about it i can like write out the rest of it because just trying to explain it without there's so many moving parts to it that it would get even more confusing but i just thought those were some like fascinating little little facts and as i said there is more but it includes more crazy astrology talk so
0: well thank you kate that was fun i learned
1: a little bit i mean (laughs) but i'm just like
0: i'm slow with the astrology sorry
1: I mean, I'm just there. trying to figure out how to, to better verbalize it and have it make sense to people who aren't –
0: Explain it like I'm five. <laughs> yeah, who aren't astrology <laughs> psychos like I am. So, Well, eventually
1: they will be, and so will I because you're teaching us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not so well teaching you, but I'm better at writing stuff down to teach, but – yeah, it's just, it's really fascinating. And then I also did like some stuff for like the day that she got baptized and did the transit with that. And the day I did transits for like all sorts of stuff. But again, it's too much to talk about. But trust when I say like this shit is, this shit is crying. And just the fact that I can't get over that is North Node is on her Pluto and her black, Lil- black dark moon Lilith. And it's at that 18th degree. So it's just, it's wild. It's wild.
0: Well, if you have any questions, you can always DM Kate on Instagram or hit us up on any of our contacts, like 12th House Tomfoolery at Gmail. We have the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash 12th House Tomfoolery. Um, Reach out if you have any comments or questions. And we're going to be dropping this and the other episode at the same time very soon. Ooh, I love it. Double trouble. And don't drink skim milk, please. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And skim milk has got to go. It's great, guys. (laughs) Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Bye, Czech Republic.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Czech Republic.